Welcome back, my Rosebud Beauties. Today, by request from a fan, we are sharing a few fae and fairy horror encounters. Our content is a collection of stories that are allegedly real-life encounters, except for one that is made up. We'll keep you guessing until the very end, where I will reveal the imposter story. So be sure to stick around. With that, let's dive into our four fae and fairy horror tales to tell in the dark. Story number one, Brownie in the Bush. I used to work second shift security at a large college campus. Second shift meant that by the time I arrived, the sun had already set and the place became a little eerie once the campus was dark. I had to do rounds of walking through the designated area I was assigned to, but on weeknights, it was quiet. I could usually catch a few moments of reading time. The building was surrounded by a small patch of woods, and there was a walking path that wound its way through the trees. I enjoyed doing the rounds because it allowed me to get some fresh air, so I wouldn't fall asleep especially in the first few weeks of that job because my internal circadian rhythm was adjusting to being awake at night. However, I had to admit that the woods could be a little spooky at times, especially when the moon was full and cast an eerie glow on everything. I remember one particular night I had been reading about the Fae and people's encounters with them. I had always been fascinated by stories of the little folk and found myself drawn into their world of magic and mystery that surrounded them. I never thought I might encounter one. At this time, I was also into metaphysical studies and learning to see with your third eye. Again, I was curious, but I didn't think I would actually achieve any success in this. Oh, how wrong I was. It was getting late and my shift was winding down. As I was walking out of the automatic door and into the night, I couldn't shake the feeling that someone was following me. This isn't a great feeling when you're trained as a security person to keep your eyes and ears open. However, I didn't actually see anyone. I quickened my pace, my heart pounding in my chest. I reached my car and fumbled with the keys, trying to get the door open as quickly as possible. That's when I heard it a high-pitched giggle that seemed to come from the bushes just a few feet away. I turned and looked to see the bush shake and saw what looked like an all-brown, muddied-looking tiny person, only about 12 inches tall, run into the bush. It was spindly and disproportionate, its arms and legs being longer than its short little torso. I couldn't really tell if it was male or female. I froze my hand on the door handle, unsure of what to do. The giggle came again, louder this time, and I felt a cold shiver run down my spine. Without thinking, I jumped into my car and started the engine. I peeled out of the parking lot, my heart racing and my mind in a frenzy. Looking back, I'm not sure what I saw that night. Maybe it was just my imagination playing tricks on me, or maybe it was something else entirely but I don't think so. One thing's for sure, I'll never forget that feeling of being followed by something that I couldn't explain. The laughter sounded ethereal and wasn't quite real, like otherworldly. No one can convince me otherwise that there are still mysteries in this world, still things we can't see or comprehend, and maybe 
The world is a more magical and mysterious place than we give it credit for. Story number two. I'm never alone. I'm just a 20-year-old guy, but I've been having these sightings that I can't explain. I know it sounds crazy, but I can only put it down to these creatures being fae in origin. I've read stories about them, and so many things add up. I'm scared because I don't know if they're attracted to me, or if I can somehow see through the veil they hide behind. The sightings usually last only a few seconds before they disappear. I don't suffer from any mental illness, and the creatures I've seen are not something I could make up. I'm just not that creative. There are some creatures that I've seen many times. I live in an area surrounded by forest, and one autumn day, while hiking in the woods behind my backyard, I saw a little creature. It was wearing a dark cloak with collars that seemed to be made of fallen leaves, and its head looked like the skull of a bird. I don't think it showed itself intentionally because it started running as soon as it saw me, and then it was gone. What freaks me out about this memory is that it was a windless day, and for a few seconds I saw it, the leaves were moving as it ran away. I saw this creature a second time, or at least I think it was the same one. Out of curiosity, I hiked there again and the next day, but this time it was really huge, and I felt like it was warning me about its territory. So I turned back, went home, and avoided that area if possible. My second sighting is pretty common. I see these little people who seem like a mix between some kind of rodent and a human walking in my house. They never seem hostile, maybe just grumpy? I believe that they're brownies or some other type of house spirit. I'm not sure what to make of these sightings. It scares me to think that there might be something out there watching me, following me, or even worse, trying to communicate with me. I don't know what they want, and I don't know if I should be afraid or not. I wish I could talk to somebody who knows more about this and help me understand what's going on. Until then, I'll just try to avoid them as much as possible. I don't want to provoke them or cause any harm, and I certainly don't want to find out what happens if I do. It's a scary thought. But even when I'm seemingly all alone, I'm not alone and that terrifies me. Story number three, something on the roof. Ugh, I can't believe what's been happening since my husband and I moved into this new apartment. I've been practicing witchcraft for over 10 years now and decided to delve into the world of the Fae last year. I've always been hopeful I'd encounter them and offer them gifts, but they never showed up until we moved here. So I started baking all kinds of solstice goodies, leaving bits out for the Fae to enjoy. I never said anything directly, just left the treats out with the intention of them being for the Fae folk. It's been about a week now, and I keep seeing colorful light specks flying past me and small figures standing in the kitchen and hallway, just glimpses though. I was okay with all of this until things started going missing. I had a set of earrings that were very near and dear to me. Now one of them is gone. Maybe I could chalk it up to losing one, but I don't think so. Then my husband and I both remember seeing the spare car keys in a specific spot on the counter, and now they're just gone. 
We've looked everywhere and we cannot find them. My husband jokingly said, Maybe you should ask your fae friends not to steal stuff? Has anyone else experienced this before? I didn't want this mischievous interaction, and yet they're still taking things from me. I guess be careful what you wish for? Story number four, The Gnome. Everyone always talks about the Mothman incident in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, but there's other stuff that's happened, and I had my own personal experience. My aunt lives there, and I visit her over the summer sometimes. At this time, I was 18. She's an older woman, so she let me borrow her car whenever. I had a few friends from previous summers I'd visited. One late night, when my friends and I decided to take a drive through the area, we made our way down winding roads. I was in a great mood. We were all laughing and joking. Suddenly, we saw something dart across the road in front of us. It was small and quick, but it looked like nothing I had ever seen before. One of my friends was quick to brush it off as a raccoon or a stray cat, but I wasn't the only one in the group who disagreed. My other two girlfriends said that it was definitely bipedal, like a small human toddler. But this would have been like a little person toddler, which made no sense because it was the middle of nowhere. Dear God, I hope it wasn't a toddler, because that would have been a terrifying toddler. I didn't think so, though, because it was dressed strange and moving strange. Dare I say it, but it was like a garden gnome, just not as neat and clean as the little lawn statues. No, this little guy was dirty, like he'd been grubbing around in the dirt. We were all pretty hyped about it, arguing and whatnot, but once we got back to my friends and started watching the movie, I forgot about the incident. A few days later, my friend and I decided to go on a hike in the nearby woods. Ironically, we were on a trail close to the gnome sighting. As I walked deeper into the forest, I heard a strange noise, like clicking, but not like any animal I've ever heard. This time, I was only with one other friend, and it happened to be the skeptical one. We rounded the bend, and I saw it again. This time, I was on my own because if my friend saw it, she wasn't going to fess up. I thought that would be the end of it, but no. Things got stranger. As the weeks went on, the Fae, if that's what you want to call it, continued to make their presence known. From what I knew about the Fae, you had to be careful. Fairies were known to be mischievous, and I heard stories of people who had angered them and suffered the consequences. I wasn't sure why this one in particular kept making little appearances to me in particular. It was always unnerving when I saw him. The two sightings had been in the forest area, and then it seemed like he started following me. One morning, I woke up to find my aunt's cat food and water dish on the porch had been turned over, and it looked like someone had been taking their finger and drawing circles in the spilled food and water. Maybe I could say it was a raccoon, but here's the thing. The food and water are kept on an entirely closed-in porch. Animals can't get in. Not even the cat. She can't get out. The screens were tightly fixed with no holes whatsoever, so it had to have come through the door. But there's another caveat. We always keep the screen door locked, and when we checked it, it was unlocked. 
That doesn't make sense because my aunt is notorious about home security. She has a nightly routine she hasn't deviated from since I can remember. There's no way she left her screen door unlocked. To say that we were both unnerved is an understatement. My aunt is old enough to remember the Mothman incident, and even though I've tried to ask her about it, she won't talk about it. So I don't really feel I can bring up the gnome sightings with her. I saw it a few more times that summer, or at least I thought so. It was always just within my periphery, kind of making me feel like I was going crazy. Then, at the end of my time there, I went back home, and I was a little on edge thinking this creature would just show up in my backyard, but luckily, that didn't happen. I guess they don't really like suburbia? Who knows? I did go back the summer after next and was wondering if I'd see it again, but that time, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. I haven't really ever experienced anything else to date, so I'm starting to wonder if Point Pleasant is just a hot spot for the paranormal. Well, Rosebuds, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Before I do the reveal for our creative fictional story, don't forget to give us a quick thumbs up and subscribe. And if you enjoyed our story guessing game today, share it with a friend. That way you can guess together next time. We truly appreciate it. All right, on to our imposter reveal, which was story number four, The Gnome. My inspiration from this story came directly from my fascination with the Mothman incident. I know a lot of people say that Mothman was just a large bird, but I've listened to a lot of coverage on this one, and I don't think that's the case. I thought it would be fun to bring some other paranormal life to that region, if only a fictional tale. And I hope you enjoyed all our stories today all the same. Anyway, Rosebuds, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care and stay creepy.